views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, board staff, or underwriters. Good day. This is Ability Radio. We are here, Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands, to present programs and information for the disability and the major community on issues that affect persons with disabilities. As I am the Director of Advocacy, I'm Archie Jennings, along with my co-host, Shami Carr, advocate. And our guest today will be my brother's workshop with the Executive Director, Jenny Hawks. Good day, Jenny. Good day, Shami. Good day, everyone. Good day. And the topic today is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And Shami, you have a lot of information, more than I ever knew about (laughs) Disability Employment (laughs) Awareness Month. So take it away. Explain the context of how we came to this um, celebration for employment. Thank you, Archie. And again, good day, everyone in the Virgin Islands. This is an important month. I would say the second most important month uh, in the disability community. First, of course, being July with the Americans with Disabilities Act. October is crucially important because it's really the backbone of our society, which is the workforce. And the U.S. Department of Labor Office of Disability and Employment Policy, or ODEP, is the one that oversees the um, ending kind of resources, initiatives, and also the theme. So this year, the theme is going to be Advancing Access and Equity. And that theme theme seems to be reoccurring a lot because of a kind of a divide that's still there with people with disabilities and then people without disabilities in the workforce. Statistically, we know there's a very large gap. But just to give a little bit of history um, and give context for today's show, the, um, the it all started in 1945 by the veterans. And at the time, it was called the National Employee the Handicap Week. Now, we wouldn't use that language today, but back then, it was a big paradigm shift because people had viewed, viewed people with disabilities in, in a, not the best context, also definitely not in the workforce, and most of the time, they were pretty much not part of society. So the veterans and the veterans who came back from the world wars were obviously had some disabilities. And so they wanted rehabilitation services to then be back, be uh, be part of the community again. And this again was a paradigm shift. And so this has now been going on again since 1945 to really celebrate disability and employment in the workforce. And so DRCBI will be doing some programs and we'll, we also ordered the posters, both in English and Spanish for the territory. And I know my brother's workshop also works a lot with people with disabilities and even people who are undiagnosed and will be some great information they'll share. And they also work with vocational rehab. I want to mention them because of the fact that they're kind of the backbone of ending because of the fact of the vocational rehabilitation, not just the law and services, but also the, the process of being rehabbed, um, again, by the veterans. So. And again, at the end, I'll be happy to share some more information about what we're doing. Also to point out that working together with nonprofits and government, with sort of a partnership, shared partnership in promoting these kind of activities on behalf of persons with disabilities, especially within employment, since those who have disabilities across the nation, it runs about 69% are un- unemployed. And issues with regard to the Virgin Islands also leaves very few avenues for productive employment. 
So we would like Ms. Hawks to speak to some of her programs that's uh, run through My Brother's Workshop. Yes, good day. Thank you for having us on. I'm, I'm Jenny Hawks, the Executive Director of My Brother's Workshop. We are a nonprofit operating in the territory. We currently have facilities on St. Thomas and St. Croix. Uh, if you live on St. John, though, you're, you're more than welcome to join our, our team on, on St. Thomas. So we do right now our demographic are 16 to 24 year olds and sometimes we'll do older cases on a case by case basis. So we do job training in the vocational skills. We do mentoring and mental health counseling. We do have licensed social workers on staff who work with our trainees. And so when you come into MBW, you actually are sectioned off in either our uh, workshop or our cafe on St. Thomas, and then we have a workshop on St. Croix, and you get to be in a simulated work environment. So you're gaining work experience that can be translated into future employment, but at the same time, we realize that some of our trainees and students are going to be with us for quite some time. So we actually do stipend pay and then hourly pay as well. So not only are you gaining the experience, but when you're with us, you're going to be able to earn a little bit of income and, and really get hands-on experience in the training facilities. So, and, and as you've mentioned, we do work with individuals. We have referrals from lots of different agencies, um, but we do have a lot of referrals that come from the Department of Labor and DHS through the voc rehab section of their agency. So, and we do, we do take people who come by and they just want to fill out applications. We have, um, you can stop by our workshop that's in Tutu on St. Thomas and our workshop that's in Castle Coakley on St. Croix and pick up applications. Um, you don't have to have, you don't have to be referred by an agency. But so you can come in and just and see what we're about. But obviously, workforce development is a huge part of of our mandate and what we believe in and our mission. But we do also think that the holistic approach is the key to our success through the mentoring and education and um, mental health counseling. Okay, could you explain more about the uh, holistic aspect of your services? Sure. So that that part comes about as as you're with us and you're doing your vocational training, our trainers and our social workers are there to help you navigate other things that are happening in your life. Although I do want to point out that there are obviously government agencies who are also working hard on that angle, too, of what's going on once you leave your work site. Um, how How's your housing? How's your, you know, inner personal relationships going in. So at MBW, we really recognize that that's how you're going to be successful in employment is learning how to communicate with your supervisors, how to work as team members with everybody else. So we're not just showing you the skills that you'll need to do as you transition into uh, other employment, but we want you to be able to, you know, be able to speak to your your supervisors and your your colleagues once you make that transition and that you understand that when there is something that needs to be discussed or addressed that you know how to approach the right person in that company. 
Oh, when I was coming out of high school, they called it workplace ready. I work, I came from a factory town. So they, from ninth grade on, they kept telling us we're getting you workplace ready. <laughs> and so what are it, some of the, yes, go ahead. Yeah. And it is, it is something right now, a lot for, especially for the age group that we're working with in our current facilities, the 16 to 24, you know, that just learning how to go to a job interview, learning how to to update your resume and how to conduct yourself on your first few days at work. You know, um, work ethic obviously is a huge thing that we're trying to drill down into all of the young people who are here at our program. Um, you know, and, and we do have lots of different sectors that are coming in. Obviously, MBW sometimes is known for um, our work in the juvenile justice system. But we do also work with individuals who are being referred for lots of different reasons. It's not just court involved. So we have found that it's really nice to put a good mix in with our students, that they're coming from different areas, because that's what you're going to find in the workplace, is there's going to be lots of different personalities and, and people coming from different areas. What are some of the trade and skills that are um, taught? taught? through my brother's workshop? Yes. So if you look at our workshops in St. Thomas and St. Croix, obviously the, the fundamentals are there as far as construction, carpentry, wood, woodworking, uh, plumbing, electrical, masonry. Uh, on our St. Thomas location, in addition to those, we also have a marine sector that started up in 2018. So they're working on learning how to do repairs and maintenance of marine vessels, because obviously that's a huge part of the life of living on an island is you have lots of different boats and, and ships coming through. And so we decided to stay on the side of the repairs and maintenance. So we're doing more of like the fiberglassing techniques and the welding and how you shape the wood and how you would re do repairs rather than you know being captains and first mates so we're, we're still staying more to the uh, maintenance side of the marine industry and then also on saint thomas we have our cafe and bakery so inside of that facility you would be learning you would actually go through all sections of the restaurant in the in the cafe so you would learn your skills on the back of the house and on the front of the house so culinary arts and customer service would be two big areas in, in coming out of the cafe. But you'd get to really go through them all and you get to really know which area you like to find employment. Have they gotten into catering yet? We do some catering. It is a little tricky for us because um, we've done ca more caterings in the past and we have found that sometimes that's a little trickier for us because of our hours of operation being Monday through Friday. So um, we don't do any kind of job training right now on the weekends based on mainly the staffing issue is um, we keep a very low ratio of students with a staff member. So it's four students to one staff member. So we don't have enough staff to really go through the weekends. And so a lot of the catering, you know, happens on Friday through Sunday. So we get kind of not in those areas, but we, we have done it in the past and we are working on a new project of building our new campus in, you know, behind Home Depot in St. Thomas. And so that 
facility is actually going to probably provide us the ability to do more catering servicing. Now, could you compare yourself to Job Corps? Do you issue certification for certain skills? We do. We are able to offer certifications that come through the NCCER program from the workshop. Um, you just have to qualify. There's certain criteria that a student would have to qualify to go through that process. We are certified and our trainers can certify students. Just not everybody's going to fall into that category. So at MBW, we've also come up with our own certification. It's not nationally recognized like the NCCER is, but we at least have developed a system to where if you're learning a certain skill set, you're ranked on a one to five scale. So one means you've you've just started learning and then five means you've mastered it. So we're hoping that in the territory that employers are going to eventually be able to recognize if a student graduates from us and they're at a level four, they know that they might need a little bit more training, but that they can operate and do tasks on their own. Have you ever heard of the, in California, they have the Homeboy uh, Corporation. I've sort of compared your program to them because I've watched them grown over the years. Um, one of my daughters went to college out there. So now Homeboys ran a restaurant. Now they're in the airport at LAX. So uh, <laughs> I can sort of see that happening here in the Virgin Islands as well. So Homeboy Industries is such so much like a mentor to my brother's workshop, to MBW. We have sent numerous staff members out there to see their locations, see how they do things. I mean, obviously there's going to be some differences um, because they are strictly gang uh, influenced or related. Uh, all of their clients come from that area, um, but very similar as far as job training, vocational uh, training in the workforce development angle. And also they do a very similar program or we ended up doing a similar program to them where students are typically with us for about a year to, you know, 18 months. They have a very strict program where you have to be with them for 18 months um, because I think that they're really recognizing that's what a lot of people need uh, with additional resources or even healing from some of the trauma that they've been through in life. And so you don't want to release someone until they're ready to be successful in their future endeavors or employment. So Homeboy Industries for us is we go out there and, and we see that they're they're dealing with hundreds of people a year. They've got pipelines that send students into the local universities to finish off their college degrees. So it's sort of a an entity for us that we sort of look at what are their new programs would those programs work here? Can we adopt some of the things we're doing? Father Greg Boyle is their founder and their uh, CEO. And he has been here and, and toured our, our facilities. And he's, he's pointed out a few things that he's liked from our angle, but I think we always sit in awe of Father Greg and what he's been able to do out in LA. And um, want to speak a little bit more about your new facilities, what it, what's yeah. expected there? 
Yes, we're very excited about building, we're calling it the MBW main campus. It will be located, um, there's about four acres. It's behind Home Depot in St. Thomas. So the where the solar field comes down, there's a big section of flat land and we were able to um, obtain about four acres. So right now we're on our building one, which will be our industrial kitchen. And it's 10,000 square feet. And then there's a second level and that is gonna have a banquet hall. So you'll see us do more events out of that space. And then we have uh, additional classroom space that's being built on that upper level. And then of course our main offices and uh, we'll have a, a cafe as well. So people who are going to and from work in the Tutu area can uh, stop by and, and grab some stuff, but that should be coming online in quarter two of 2024. That's the projected date right now. And that'll increase our capacity from 100 students a year to you know 250 to 300 a year. So it's really gonna give us way more capacity in the culinary arts section. What about the uh, facility on St. Croix, which is that complex? They have a lot of um, trade machinery over there. Has there been any, I guess, attempt to try to dovetail your program into the complex equipment that's sitting there? Well, so we have our workshop facility on St. Croix. Ours is actually located in Castle Coakley. Um, so we have our own area where we do have some of our own machinery. And um, they also have one of the simulators. We have a program where you can learn how to do a backhoe. Um, and so you're for heavy equipment operations. So St. Croix for MBW is a little smaller than our footprint over here on St. Thomas. And, and I know that we've always been in discussions because it is really best for MBW to have some connections with Department of Education and, and the other agencies that are available and serving the same type of students. Um, we, we don't have anything formal to be using their equipment. And, and then of course, like things start coming into play like insurance and liability and um so oh, right legal now, nasty stuff i know right now <laughs> mvw if it's if it's our equipment our staff on our property our insurance agents like that way better right right as we get down to ending for the month shammy what are some of the uh, activities are you have planned or the office is planning for the community. Sure. So this year we're going to do just a few things to celebrate in, in, in kind of various ways. And we're almost done with the planning stage. So be looking out for the actual marketing on our website at drcbi.org. It will be updated with the date and how to register. And again, if you need accommodations to participate, please give us a call so that we can make it accessible for you. One we have, and this has been a pretty popular event we've been doing for now almost two and a half years. And it's called the Employer Recruitment Roundtable. This is an opportunity talking about work that um, it's a kind of an intimate recruitment event where we bring four choice employers. We've had at this point at almost 25 employers participate with us um, with this event to be able to talk about such things as their application process, their screening process, which can include anything from, you know, drug screening, um, background screening. Um, different types of credit, 
Also in terms of any types of uh, pre-reps, if they have to do fitness for duty, you know, we really get into the nitty gritty of what the screening process, because we find so many times, and I know Ms. Hawks can clearly speak to this, is that we find people have barriers and they're not sure how to navigate it. And, and sometimes they disclose at a very um, awkward time, like at a round table. So we really try to make sure that if they listen carefully, they will get the information they need to know. Yes, I can qualify or no, I have this type of conviction and I will not qualify. Um, and so it's just an opportunity again for job seekers to hear um, the, uh, the application process, the screening process, but also the promotional and the career ladders that these organizations and businesses provide. So we'll be doing that. We put many invitations out. We do know that M1 Enterprise, which is a health uh, telehealth uh, organization company, as well as a cybersecurity, they will be joining us. And again, watch for our website because we'll start listing the, the players once they confirm. That is an online event and that we don't have the date, but it will be in the later part of October. And to register again, we'll provide that information on our website. We have another event that we'll do again later in October for people with disabilities and advocates. And I'd love to see my brother's workshop, some of your folks join, talking about things like disclosure, documentation of disability. What does it mean to have a disability in the workplace? What is reasonable accommodation? And so that's the kind of um, information that we want to provide so that we have people who, have, who are undiagnosed or not sure how to disclose, that they will find a way to know what their rights are and of course, we pull in the resources. We'll have um, vocational rehab joining us on that presentation, as well as Island Therapy Solutions. They're also an employment provider, uh, and so they will be joining us on that uh, for people with disabilities and advocates. And the last thing that we're putting together is an online forum. And again, Ms. Hawks, I'm going to be reaching out to you as well, um, is to really have a gathering, a roundtable of all the different employment supports in the territory, and RTU had talked about this as well, is to provide uh, the community an opportunity to know, regardless of barrier or of no barriers, um, that these are the active employment and workforce um, supports going on right now. There's a lot of funding, there's a lot of funding opportunity. And so this will bring together people like from My Brother's Workshop, Vocational Rehab, um, the Wheatley Skills Center, you know, the complex in St. Croix, also in terms of um, uh, Job Corps, they be, they'll be invited as well. So this, again, will be a nice way to celebrate ending, but also make sure that people in the community know what is active right now, especially post-pandemic. There's just been still some residual confusion, and I think this will be a great way to clear that up and, again, to talk about these great services as an example of our guest speaker today. Right. You want to uh, expand upon that we're trying to reach those over 24 through probably this age range of 64? Sure. I think one of the, the difficulties that we see down here with an island setting in a territory with less resources is that the transition of students who are leaving high school, and in this case, we work with transition students who have disabilities, but even without disabilities, it becomes very daunting because uh, the, the opportunities are limited, uh, the opportunity for employment is limited, and there are times when students go away, whether it's for job corps or other vocational programs and or higher education, and they don't return back to the island. Therefore, we are losing our talent pool just by default of not having enough workforce programs. So 
if we could focus on that, as uh, Ms. Hawks was talking about, that their program is going to expand and be able to work with even younger people in the workforce, that's going to give us now an opportunity to make sure that we do the best that we can, that when they become um, postgraduates, that now they have employment opportunities in the Virgin Islands. Uh, just as an example, M1 Enterprise, their whole mantra is to keep people working in the Virgin Islands. Even though it might be remote, you're getting, you're physically living in the Virgin Islands. You don't have to separate from your family because of work. And most importantly, you're, put, you're putting your paycheck back into the VI economy. So this is an example of how we want to make sure that as we talk about uh, whether it's younger, middle, or later in the career, that we can retain some of the talent that we've been losing, but also um, produce more types of uh, uh, talent here locally. And with, along with M1, are there any other um, enterprises that are coming to the Virgin Islands that help fill the gap for employers? Uh, Ms. Hawks might be better to speak to that, um, but I, not right off the top, I can think of specifically, um, you know, it is a challenge to become a vendor and to, you know, be in that process. So I know, I, I know some of those are some of the struggles, certainly, that vendors will talk about, but the desire is here, certainly. And so, you know, we used to have a supported employment program that worked hand in hand with vocational rehab. And like I mentioned in the beginning, we did we do have one, Island Therapy Solution, but they're just on pause right now because they're trying to work out their process with vocational rehab. But once that starts again, we will have another support employment program and we'll make sure to have them on or, or announce to the community that they're active because that's such a big gap. So many times when high school students leave with disabilities, they don't get that one-on-one -on -one support that they need in the uh, workplace setting. They basically stay home. And we see that far too many times. For you, Ms. Hawks, uh... Do you see any other gaps or obstacles for those coming out of high school or young um, persons with disabilities to get employment? Well, I think that is it's pretty much what what we've been discussing on, on this um, program today is the gap. The gaps are very real. Sometimes they seem large and sometimes they seem to be getting larger gaps because you had the storms in 2017 and then you had right on the heels of that you had COVID-19 and and of course our limited resources already seem to be a little slow coming back up um, but I am very hopeful that um, we're going to see some wonderful progress in these next few years as we all return to what what some would consider normal operations post-storm and post-COVID so I I, re, I remain optimistic that we're going to have a great few years. Okay, great. Again, thank you, Ms. Hawks and, and Shami for filling out the information for uh, National Disability Awareness Month and work. It is not a four-letter word, you know. Work is love made visible. So spread that around the community, get other people involved, those who can relate the information that we've given today to others who are looking for work and have a disability, you know where to direct them to. So thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Shami. Have a good week and see you the next time from Ability Radio. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters.